Hello, and welcome to Sermon in the Burg, the official podcast for the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. We're glad you're here with us as we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension from our homes together. While this is not intended to replace the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, we hope it brings you closer in spiritual communion to our parish grouping and our community across the country. Now, before we fully begin this episode, we want to let you know of a few upcoming virtual offerings that we will be providing. First off, we have begun a four-part prayer service called Scripture and a Song. These are simple prayer services with very familiar music that we hope you can sing along with from home. We are releasing Scripture and a Song each Wednesday for the next two weeks, both as podcast episodes and as videos with lyrics on our YouTube channels. We now have two of these prayer services available to you, one that was released last Wednesday and one that was released yesterday. We encourage you to check them out. Next, we plan to record Mass in St. Mary of the Mount Church for Pentecost. This will be available on our YouTube channel for Pentecost Sunday. And finally, we want you to know that things are progressing slowly towards reopening to a certain degree for Mass. We ask that you stay close to your email for upcoming flock note emails. We are also updating our parish website very often with news and updates, so please continue to check that out as well. Our parish web address is popsmm.org. Again, that's popsmm.org. Today's prayers and reflections are offered by Deacon Frank Zemanski. Our musicians are myself, Amanda Bruce, and Tom Conroy, our associate organist and choir director for the parish grouping. Should you want to reflect on the weekend's readings yourself, please know that you can find the Feast of the Ascension and all readings anytime at usccb.org. Again, that's usccb.org.
reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. All peoples clap your hands, Cry to God with shouts of joy, for the Lord the Most High is awesome, the great King over all the earth. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God goes up with shouts of joy. The Lord goes up with trumpet blast. Sing praise for God, sing praise. Sing praise to our King, sing praise. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God is king of all the earth. Sing praise with all your skill. God reigns over the nations. God sits upon his holy throne. 
God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him. May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call, what are the riches of glory in his inheritance among the holy ones, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe in accord with the exercise of his great might, which he worked in Christ, raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every principality, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things beneath his feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Hello, my dear brothers and sisters. I hope everyone's keeping safe and maybe you had a chance to get out and enjoy some of the nice weather we were having. It is nice to get out of the house every once in a while. Well, you know, today we celebrate the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is amazing how fast 40 days seem to fly by. 
I'm sure that some of you are getting excited about the holiday weekend and possibly getting together with family and friends and having a picnic while we remember with gratitude and honor all those young and old who have died while serving their country in the United States Armed Forces. You know, speaking as, of as time seems to fly by, I'm sure the apostles thought that Jesus would be with them for a while longer. You know, there was so much to learn, and I'm sure they felt safe and comfort knowing that Jesus was with them. And we all feel that same way sometimes, like with our parents. As a child, we look up to our parents for safety, guidance, structure, learning, and comfort. Even when we reach an age when we move out and be on our own, we still turn to our parents when we are faced with tough decisions or fears or maybe a kind word to lift our spirits when we are feeling sad or even a shoulder to cry on. And with that, times, when our parents leave this life for eternal life, we are faced with the reality that they are no longer there to talk to us and ask questions for guidance. And that can be frightful and fearful time. When we think about the apostles looking up into the sky as Jesus is lifted to heaven, they probably thought that Jesus would be back soon. You kind of think that over the last 40 days since his resurrection, Jesus has been coming and going and giving instructions to the apostles, encouraging them and telling them that he will send the Holy Spirit. And now as they look up into the sky, Jesus is taken up to heaven. I'm sure they looked at each other and went, now what? You know, sometimes we resemble the apostles on the Mount of Olives just after the ascension. The clouds taken Jesus from them. They were dazed, uncertain, and unsure what to do and how to do it. But you know, the message is still the same. The words of the angel, why do you stand here staring into the air? The task given to you is urgent. And Jesus shall return to you to find out just how well you've done. So do not be afraid and troubled, but go and preach the good news. And Jesus said many times in the New Testament, do not be afraid. You know, or some form of that sentence was always on his lips again and again. He believed that fear was very real and a serious problem in our lives. And I have every confidence that if you were walking down the streets of our modern world, he would be saying the same things he said centuries ago. Fear not, be not anxious, do not be afraid. We have the questions, but what about the answers? You and I need those answers today just as much as the apostles did then. You may be certain that everyone here, one way or another, faces the problem of fear. You know, we'll never get rid of fear completely, and indeed we should not. In a world such as ours, some fears can serve as a useful and constructive purpose. We need to cultivate and keep a healthy fear of, like, speeding automobiles or loaded guns and dangerous drugs. A fear of ignorance can lead to an educational advancement or a fear of a disease that can rise to habits of personal hygiene and proper medical care. Fear is not our enemy across the board. 
Now, like fire, it can be a useful servant, but a terrible master. What we need to learn is to control our fears so that they cease to be a dominant and destructive force in our lives. But we do have our fears. Do we, have, do we live in fear because of our faith? The fear of handing on our faith, what we believe in, and bringing that out into the world? You know, Jesus even tells that at the very end of this gospel reading, to go, therefore, and just and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all to observe what I commanded you, to tell people that they are so loved by God and that Jesus is our salvation. You know, St. Pope John Paul II wrote, and his Redemptoris Missio, the gift of salvation cannot be limited to those who explicitly believe in Christ and have entered the church. Since salvation is offered to all, it must be made concretely available to all. And, and admittedly, that it is concretely impossible for many people to have access to the gospel message. He added, many people do not have the opportunity to come to know or accept the gospel revelation or to enter the church. The social and cultural conditions in which they live do not permit this, and frequently they have been brought up in other religious traditions. We must acknowledge that as far as human beings can know and foresee, this practical Practical impossibility would seem destined to last a long time, perhaps until the work of evangelization is finally completed. You know, Jesus himself warned that only the Father knows the exact time set by him for the establishment of his kingdom of the world. You know, the apostles are faced with the reality of going on without Jesus by his side. How are they going to bring the good news that Jesus preached about to the people in their community, in their city? You know, think of Jerusalem was their main city where they were. It was such a monumental task. We too were like the apostles, looking out into the world and wonder, how are we going to bring the good news of Jesus Christ, the risen Christ, to a world that at times it seems doesn't know Jesus at all? For the apostles, the message and the mission was urgent for them, just as it is for us. Sure, we may feel uncertain and unsure of what to do and how to do it, but the message is still the same. While that mission was entrusted to the apostles and to the bishops who are the successors of the apostles and to the priests, we too can assist them with their mission to evangelize by praying for them and by giving witness to what you follow Christ, especially in those situations where you are the one to witness Christ. Christ is relying on us to witness to him where no one else will. St. Pope John Paul II had an interesting quote about bringing the good news, the gospel message out in the world. He said, have no fear of moving into the unknown. Simply step out fearlessly, knowing that I am with you. 
therefore no harm can befall you. All is very, very well. Do this in complete faith and confidence. Is it a big task? Yes. But before we can proclaim Jesus to others, our first task is to make sure that we make Jesus the Lord of our own hearts. This we can do by prayerfully reflecting on his words and by living according to his teaching and commandments. We have to make time to become more and more Christ-like in everything that we do. Then we can proclaim the good news to others, not only through our words and deeds, but also through our lives, so that Jesus will also reign in their hearts. And one day, we will all be with him in heaven. The recordings of Hail the Day That Sees Him Rise, God Mounts His Throne, The Gospel Acclamation, and Only This I Want were performed by Amanda Bruce and Tom Conroy and were used with permission from one license. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish Community, all rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe, stay home if at all possible, and know that we are praying for you. So to where the crown he wore.